Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back. As we know, we are heading towards crunch time and finals in the NBL, which will celebrate its awards tonight. I'm pleased to say that on the line this morning is the NBL Commissioner, Jeremy Lolinger, who joins us. Good morning, Jeremy. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks very much, Matt. It's a, a pleasure to be with you and a fantastic time of the season to, to be chatting. Yeah, and busy, 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 especially from your position. So you'll have the suit on tonight, the awards tonight, and then the play-in tournament starts on Thursday as we get to the back end of this incredible season. So let's start at the awards, Jeremy. The Andrew Gay's MVP award, is it one of the tightest that you've seen? Yeah, absolutely it is. And and for Keanu Pinder, I guess, not to be in the three, I mean, it's always whittled down to three, but... Keanu had an amazing season and uh, you know, sometimes you look back and go, wow, I wish we could have made it four. But um, uh, look, the votes are in and, and those are the top three vote getters. So we, I, I think you're right. It's one of the closest that we've seen. And I think you could give it to any one of the three and, and you could still say that all three were very deserving of whoever comes out on top. It, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably a rounding error because they all had amazing seasons. In Mitch Creek, obviously, uh, leading the charge with, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, and uh, I think second in scoring for the season, only to Bryce Cotton, who has led the season in scoring yet again. Um, and of course, Xavier Cooks, who not as much of a prolific scorer as the other two, but his stats across the season are just so consistent um, across all of uh, all of the stats category, and an exceptional leader, exceptional athlete, and of course his team finishing on top of the ladder, the mighty Sydney Kings once again. We've been speaking about, you know, you mentioned those names and Xavier Cooks's name in particular keeps coming up with the amount of scouts around. So it's it's one of those double-edged swords, isn't it, for the NBL? You you want your players to go to the next level and when the NBA's knocking, it shows that your league's in a great position and that your players are in great positions, yet you probably don't want to lose them as well. I've asked coaches this, I've asked players this, so now let me ask the boss this. How do you view that when you've got NBA scouts knocking on the door of your talent? Yeah, look, there's, make no mistake, we, we launch people's careers into the NBA. You're exactly right, it is a double-edged sword, but that's what we're doing. We're, we're here to put on the best show in town, um, and in order to do that, you need the best athletes, and if you're going to have the best athletes, you've got to be realistic about the possibility that they're, they're going to want to go to the NBA and they're going to be in some cases, they're going to get a chance to play on that big stage. And uh, we're super encouraging of it because what it does is it attracts the next generation of talent to the NBL. Uh, it attracts the, the highest caliber of imports outside of the NBA to the NBL. So, so for every one player that you may uh, lose, or we like to say launch, uh, it probably attracts three or four others. Uh, and that's really important to... to sustaining the talent pool and ensuring that the, the talent level here is uh, at a really high level for a really long period of time. The play-in tournament. So we've got the first edition, uh, edition of this and all starts on Thursday night with the double header. So give us the heads up on how you reach the play-in qualifier and the reasons behind it heading into the finals. The reasons behind us introducing it were, were pretty simple. We wanted to extend 
the playoff component of the season for longer. That was the feedback we were getting from our fans was that it felt like a, um, a bit of an anti-climax having so much great basketball in the playoffs that were so short because I, I guess so many of our fans are NBA fans and they've become accustomed to a really long postseason where you have seven game series and there are so many of those series before you crown a champion. Whereas by comparison, we had a three game semifinal and a five game final series um, between our top four teams. So we toyed with the idea of extending that to a, a five game semifinal series, for example, or, and I don't think we could do it, a seven game final series. It's, it's just not realistic in cities with the populations that we're dealing with to sell that many games in such a short amount of time for it to be uh, viable, I don't think, at the moment. Um, certainly, as the game continues to grow, maybe it will be. But the, the attractive option for us was, well, why not extend the relevance of those playoffs to an additional two markets? Let's keep six teams involved for longer, keep more fans interested and engaged with that game for, for an additional few weeks. Um, it actually fits really well with the FIBA World Cup qualifying window as well. It means we have the, the play-in and the semi-finals, and then we have a pause for the FIBA World Cup qualifiers and come back to play the final series. And that was the theory. We've been toying with it for a couple of seasons now, and we had the benefit of the NBA actually going ahead and implementing it before we did, and it was received really well uh, in relation to the NBA. And so we thought, let's let's roll the dice and give it a crack. And Boy, I tell you what, we we, we got the timing right. Um, I'm not going to claim credit for it. It's, it's purely coincidence. But boy, we got the timing right in terms of just the perfect ladder composition to give it a try. And, and it's a further discussion that I'll ask you about in just a sec. But it also leads to expansions on the table. We know that. Um, and when you look at this, the play-in tournament, and like you say, you've got the benefit of the NBA already doing it. But do you look at other sports like BBL, for instance, Jeremy, and go, when they doubled down too much, there was too much on the table. There, there were too many games. They, they kind of started to eat themselves. So do you look at those and go, we've got to be wary about expanding too quick. We've got to be wary about putting too much out there too soon. Do you play that fine line? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's exact, exactly why we didn't rush into extending the final series because you can provide an oversupply of, of basketball. Um, we, we did it by necessity, for example, during COVID with the NBL Cup. We had, I think it was 36 games of basketball in, in as many days in one city in Melbourne. Now, it worked as a broadcast product um, because obviously people were at home and it was obviously a different, a different time and place. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was, that was a very stark example of having too much basketball in one place at the one time. So... It's precisely why we didn't extend the semi-final series or the final series to more games. You're right, though. We've got to be careful with how we grow. And I've always said we won't expand just for the sake of expansion. We're going to do our due diligence and make sure that the markets that we go to are sustainable um, and that there is a proper demand for any increase in the number of games that we're introducing. At the moment, though... There's absolutely no doubt that the demand is there. I mean, you only need to look at the Jack Jumpers, for example. We've sold out every ticket for two seasons in a row in the first two seasons of their existence. Adelaide has come home with a really wet sale this season. I think they sold out their last five games with four games of um, four consecutive games of record crowds all time. Sydney with the the biggest all town crowd uh, for a single game this season. Uh, it, it's been a phenomenal 
uh, rate of growth and, and we're there to capitalise on it, but sustainability is key. So that leads us to the question that we've been posing this morning with our listeners about filling the void. The window's getting smaller and smaller and smaller in these off-seasons from your footies um, through to the cricket season and I don't think there's any question that the NBL has been filling the void better than anybody in that space. But the limited vacant space, in your eyes then, what else do you have to do? What more can you do in this limited vacant space that you operate in against those other sports to cash in mm. on that? What is there anything more that you could offer your fans? Oh, there's always more. Uh, it's a question of where we want to concentrate our, our resources and what we want to offer up next in terms of you know, answering uh, our market research in terms of what the fans want. So we obviously spoke just then about expansion and being able to potentially increase the number of games by going into new markets. And um, that's something that will remain on the table and that we're doing our homework on at present. Um, now, the, the other one, though, is additional storytelling. That's what we're constantly trying to push is providing more content for our fans to actually get to understand and engage with and interact with both the product and our players in a more meaningful way. Because we don't want to think of it as the void. We want to think of it as the other season. We want to think of it as fans getting through their their winter and their football codes and salivating for basketball and waiting for these guys to get back out on court, seeing what they've been doing in the off season, following their trajectory of improvement from season to season. And that's all about storytelling and making sure that everyone out there becomes household names. We've got absolute superstars in this competition. Guys who, who have played in the NBA, who will play in the NBA, and we're now bona fide the second best domestic league in the world. I think the only ones who hold a candle to us maybe are the Spanish um, in the ACB. Mm. But to be able to talk about the second best basketball league in the world uh, when it's a global sport. I mean, if you were to say that we had the, the second best football league in the world, uh, as in soccer, eyes from all around the world would be on us and Australians would be super proud of that product and, and tuning in to follow every game. That's our ambition, is that we don't want to be talked about as the void. We don't want to be talked about as the off-season. We want to be the season. We want to be those storylines. Yeah, very well said. Well, it's it's working a treat at the moment. Big night tonight with the awards and, of course, then the play-in uh, qualifiers. Well, the doubleheader, the qualifier, then the seeding qualifier, both on Thursday night. Jeremy, thanks for your time and we'll catch up again before the season finishes. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, man.